Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is DTC Growth Hacking with Rob McGray. Brought to you by Field Test. Advertising Simplified. My name's Rob McGray, and this is DTC Growth Hacking, how to sell stuff online, a podcast for brands, agencies, and consumers who make up this crazy ecosystem we now call DTC, which stands for direct-to-consumer, otherwise known as what we might just call relationships. Today, uh, I'm super excited. Um, we were able to talk uh, our friend Leanna Creel into spending some time with us. Hey, Leanna. Hi, Rob. Yeah, if you don't know, Leanna has had an extremely successful career in front of and behind the camera. She's an award-winning filmmaker and producer, as well, um, overachieved much, as well as an entrepreneur who sold her company to Lionsgate and is now out to conquer the real estate market with her new company. Um, she's the co-founder of Views, a new prop tech, which stands for property technology, platform for real estate agents, brokers, and individuals who want to leverage video for building relationships with customers in a simple to use toolkit. How was that? Did I do it okay? Oh my gosh, you're hired. I'm hired. That was great. Spokesman. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I practiced that. That was it. Was good. It was really I, good. Yeah. Did I did I miss anything in there? I feel like you, you, you're you're. I tried to condense what's, what was a very dense CV. Bless your heart, <laughs> Rob. Let's be honest. You're the one with the dense CV, but. Um, <laughs> But it is it is interesting because I finally all my sort of background um, does find me to this place today. You know, I, I I started. You know, I've been in front of the camera, I've been behind the camera, I've been a producer and a photographer, and you know, it all just kind of comes to this moment today. It was yeah. a very sort of organic process. Yeah. It's so amazing. There, I think there are so many, um, and I'll lump myself in this category. So many of us that, you know we're waiting for this convergence between storytelling and which is broad, but at, at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about and technology to really come together and allow us to, to tell stories in different ways, but to also realize that almost everything kind of has a story or, or has a narrative that if you, if you lean into it can benefit the, the interest level or what, what we might refer to as the give a shit factor. I know it's totally off topic, but I have a whole bunch of thoughts about how to improve the Oscar. I don't even want, did you watch the Oscars? On you know, I, I was one of the people who did not watch. Well, I um, was like, it was such a missed opportunity. They should have gone to somebody who makes short form content because I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much content, so many interesting stories about the making of movies, yeah. you know, how they made them, the funny words and, you know, lingo and the, and how the movies are made that are so fun. And they could have shared that with the audience instead of, just they kept cutting to big wide shots of, of of the location, which, you know, one or two is nice, establish where we are. But I did feel like it was a missed opportunity. The irony is it's a bunch of filmmakers, a bunch of storytellers, but they had a harder time telling stories uh, about their own process of making yeah. stories, which I think is fascinating. So anyway, I do, I agree with you. I think that we have been telling, using images and t doing storytelling Um you know, for a long time in terms of like commercials, they have it down to like a 10, 15 second. Yeah. You can tell it a compelling story in 15 seconds. And it's just now catching up to where the rest of the world now can as well. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think for at least in, in my world, um, you know, you know, as you're coming up, like commercial making wasn't necessarily what people in film school wanted, aspired to do. I, I, I don't know, again, staying off topic for a second. I remember we had, I went to Emerson and we had a, a speaker come in and it was, it was this man and he was the Ronald McDonald at the time. Right. And, and a bunch of like 
a bunch of us, not me, but my peers, who are all like wannabe actors who think they're going to go and be the next Brando, were kind of like, oh, I can't believe they're going to live in Ronald McDonald. Oh, my God. And someone, he caught on a little bit and he said, look, if you can make a living in this business, God bless you. Because I got to tell you, it's really hard. And, um, and you began to get a sense of the reality of the whole thing and that it wasn't what we thought. And, you know, and, and I, I remember thinking later, like, imagine how many, and again, it's McDonald's, whatever, but imagine how many hearts this guy has touched with his performances. And, and he was one of these guys who had kind of mastered the, the slope, like kind of the, you know, where you kind of the lean, you know, and he did it for us. And it was like, well, that, that makes everybody smile. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm just saying that because I, oh to your God. point, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, we're missing I remember, some faces. I remember, I remember sitting in film school and like, um, and everybody's like, you know, we, I, we took a class from Joe Roth actually, which was really cool. I switched from animation to producing. And so we took the, and he would rip off the script, the front page of the script. So we didn't know who wrote it or what the story was. And these were real projects that were in production. And we'd read them and we'd have to come back. And I remember people were like, oh, the writing and the, this camp, it's so this, it's so much, i.e. it's so commercial. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and I'm like, I think this is pretty great. I was out there trying to act. So I was out in the real world reading the real stuff that was out there. And I'm like, this is pretty darn good, you know? And so it was so interesting, you know, yeah. people, yeah, it, you know, I do have pretty commercial sensibilities myself. And so, but you're right, you know, making in the independent film world, I call it a rich man's hobby. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's a reason why I I left from making feature films. It's a it's it's really tough to to make you know make movies. And um, I remember I thought I was getting into I was getting into the short form content business, and I was working. I was doing these educational um, videos for this business school in Singapore, and. I was like, oh, this is just a stopover, stopgap. You know, I'm going to get back to the movies. I'm going to get back to TV and movies. And she looked at me and she said, why? She went, yeah, yeah. This is the future. And I was yeah. like, oh, it, it is. It, it mm-hmm. is. But no, this is different. This is totally different. And then now, of course, it seems obvious. It's all one screen. Yeah. You know, we're watching everything on the uniscreen. And so, but it was funny because I still had that, well, no, there's this, um, hierarchy and it's much cooler to be making movies. And then I was, that was when I was making, um, webisodes for Yahoo and Disney actually. And when our paths crossed and people are laughing webisode, ha ha ha, you know, now Meryl mm-hmm. Streep is doing them and everybody's yeah. doing podcast. So the world is changed. It's changing. I mean, back then when I was in film school, everybody was interactive, this and interactive that. I mean, the, that was going to change everything. And then now it's, you know, there's all, it's always, so yes, it fundamentally, I guess we started talking about the film business instead of real estate, but the film business has been under yeah. a pretty big transformation as well as real estate. Yeah. So. And, and I think, I think we, we can, we got, we set ourselves up for a nice segue. I mean, you know, talk about an industry that at least in, in what I've observed, um, you know, and, and just to step back for a second, uh, I can remember buying, the house that my wife and I, um, own and like, man, that was a, that was a messed up process. It, it seemed like the wild west and all of it, like there was nothing about that process that didn't feel sketchy. Like it just felt like sketchville. And you you know, I, and I know it's difficult to quantify value with an asset that, you know, its value is its perceived value. (laughs) Like it's, it's really hard, right? It's a dream, you know, I mean, who it's not knows? just a thing. It's a, yeah. it's a, it represents so much more. But, but I, I remember as a technologist thinking, man, why is there no one solving this problem? Like this, this doesn't have to be this complicated. Why mm-hmm. nothing else is this complicated. <laughs> it's true. And poor realtors, when I started doing in my research, realtors uh, have, you know, their value added is under attack constantly. People are like, why do I need, I found my own house. Why do I, why do I need an agent? And so there's that, and they're not working hard for me. And why do I need them? I, I found my own house and I came to them. Plus they're at the agencies have been shoving all sorts of different tech down their throat, all different, all in ones and piecemeal. And literally they're, they're, 
you know, have been given tech that wasn't by people, was developed by people that, that don't even understand the difference between a listing and a buying agent or, and so I do, I have heard a lot of frustration from agents that have, you know, there's so much and they're told to do so much and they need to do more and more and more with less and less and less. And they really, their value added is under attack. And, and in, um, in other countries I've noticed, um, it's, um, it's even, even harder, you know, they don't have exclusive listing contracts, so they don't have the incentive to spend money on marketing. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, to be coming at realtors right now saying, I've got a new product. I feel like they're like, no, no. And I'm like, no, no, wait, wait, I'm going to make your life easier. I promise I'm going to empower you. This could help. But I know that there we're entering in a stage where there has been either, uh, you know, um, tech that was developed by people within real estate business that don't have a sense of, um, filmmaking or delightful filmmaking or, um, or any, you know, that can be fun. Or you have people from the outside world coming in that don't understand the unique needs of a realtor. So one of the first things we did was we, we dug into some, some, um, heavy research right off the bat to really listen. We wanted to, um, make sure that we were creating something that would be useful and that people really wanted. Do you think, do you think that you approached it as a filmmaker in a way? I mean, I know you've done a lot of documentary work. I mean, I know you've really had to, you know, look at like, you know, stories about the human condition and find the, the power within. Do you, do you think that came in handy as you, as you did your research? It's a good question. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I'm sure it is. And I actually, like when I write a screenplay or writing something, I think about people in my mind, you know, they're cast in my mind when I'm writing. And it's the same way when I'm, when I'm coming up with personas, um, I'm thinking about certain people. I'm like, well, what would they make? What would they want to make? Or what do they think looks cool? Or is this too avant-garde for them? Or is this too conservative for them? So I guess, yeah, I guess I can't take the filmmaker out of me. It's just in me. It's how I approach you know, everything. And I do think that most realtors don't think of themselves as, um, storytellers. Um, I think they know they're good at, they can walk into a property and identify the sales points and how they would sell it, who their ideal buyer is like they have that's, but they haven't, um, as, as a group, haven't really cottoned onto the fact that they can translate that into something. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've learned something recently, uh, that I didn't know which is even if you're not going to sell your house, you should always have a, an agent, right? You should always have an agent so that if ever the need arises, you've already done all the screening, you found someone you're comfortable with that you like and that you trust so that you're not forced into, like, I mean, you kind of want a doctor before you have like the life, the life-threatening illness. Like you'd like to, you know, so that at least there's some history there. And uh, so we went out and we, 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 we got ourselves an agent. We were curious, you know, because here in California, the markets are exploding. I kind of wanted to know, like, you know, what, what is my house even worth? Cause it's not, I don't think it's what like Zillow is saying. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we, we met someone through compass and it was a former neighbor of ours. Um, and, and he came over and, and I felt, um, so well taken care of. And the thing is like, we haven't done, we haven't made any moves. And this gentleman probably had to have put in, you know, a good five hours, maybe more, let's say 10, just planting seeds with the relationship. And I think that that's what we tend to forget is so much of the work. It, it, it doesn't come with a payoff, right? You just have to constantly be doing that as an agent. I really think you've hit the nail on the head, honestly, with where the business is going at its super high level. Um, at least when we started developing views, um, I noticed that there was, um, Keller Williams and compass were saying, we're a tech company. We're not a real estate company. And then I was like, you know what? And then there was other people that saying like some of the old guards saying, no, we're a relationship business. And I have bet pretty heavily that it's a relationship business. Yeah. And that if real, if real estate agents can, cause we're not just, we don't, we're not just hiring tech to do our you know, transactions for us. We're hiring somebody that we trust to help us guide, help guide us and give us advice. And I want to know who that person is. So yeah. I, you know, I want to know who they are and do I trust them? And I think that you're absolutely right. I think there's some statistic that I can't remember exactly. It's like 75 or 80% of people return and use the person that they use the first time. Cause you've already done that. So it is a relationship business. And, um, you know, we, 
launched our app or at least announced that we were doing it. It wasn't, didn't hit the market yet, but we announced that we were doing it on March 12th, 2020 Mm -hmm. and the day before everything shut down. And at first we were like, Oh no, it was the worst decision, the worst time ever. What are we doing? And uh, my partner who, who's the former COO at Sotheby's got phone call. Her phone was, was ringing off the hook and everybody is like, wait a minute, we need ways we need new ways to network. We need new ways. We can't, we're not, they're not at the soccer games and they're not out and about They're. We need to continue to let people know who we are and stay in front of people, literally get FaceTime with people when FaceTime doesn't exist. And the very best way, as you know, is to do that with your actual face. So, um, I think there's been a huge, um, engine of, uh, incentive, um, for our target audience during the past year that we could never have anticipated, but maybe a a lot of people that are, have been sort of forced into looking at new ways to, um, promote themselves, promote their brand, promote their properties. And that a year ago, they wouldn't have been quite as eager. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, my, my wife's an interior designer and, you know, she probably just had the best year uh, of her career. Like, you know, because, Again, we were forced to evaluate where we lived and people started to ask yep. themselves, is, is this where I want to be? And it's never been more important. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if that goes away. Right. And, you know, we're on the brink of some return to normalcy or whatever that means. But, you know, I don't think that um, people who used to commute for four hours a day or whatever, whatever amount of time it, it, it takes to get to and fro work, I don't think they're going to want to go back to that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean, and I think that the importance of our dwelling or our habitat as a part of us, Mm -hmm. right, is, is, is going to, is here to stay. Yeah. And I think simple things, I think it's going to be happening all over real estate things that I know it's a pain in the butt right now. They have to sign all these P docs and this and that to get approvals and pre-approved people before you can even go and see a property. Mm-hmm. However, you don't have to sit for five hours at an open house with a bunch of looky loose. Like it, mm-hmm. it does narrow the field. So there's pros and cons. And I feel like people are, I think there's some, something about that pre-approval funnel sharpening that people might want to hang on to. And, um, yeah, so there's, there's been so many, so many upheavals. I don't know. My co-founder of the company, um, uh, there was actually three of us. It was, it was myself and my wife at first. And then okay. Julie came on a year ago, um, from Julie Leonhardt, who's the former Sotheby's who I mentioned. Um, but Renat a year ago became an agent, which is so funny because we started with this app and then she got more and more into real estate. And then she was like, I think I want to become a realtor. And we were like, Oh my gosh, she really is the world's most relational human. Right. And, um, so again, she became a realtor at like, quote unquote, the worst slash best time ever. And, um, and she, and she loves it. But for me, I feel like I'm living with my, um, with what do you like my focus group? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, every day I learn stuff. I'm like, Oh, like one of the first things I realized was that she's shooting video every single day of pr- properties that she's previewing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you mean all agents are doing this? She's like, Oh yeah. And so then I saw what they're sending out to people. And I was like, oh, most agents, when you think real, um, real estate video, you think a listing, uh-huh. a listing video that only listing agents can promote. You know, you're not supposed to be promoting someone else. You're not allowed to promote someone else's property. So if you don't have a listing, you might think you don't have any use for video. But I, I realized real quick when Renat became an agent that like they're shooting every day, um, you know, multiple properties um, and they're previewing it now even more importantly because they can't get clients in. So they've got to take a quick preview and send it out. So instead of sending these disparate unbranded clips that look, that aren't very polished, you know, they could really up the quality of, for their, for their clients and, um, and up that experience for everybody involved to just send. And then that, if it's nice little polished clip that's branded, they can forward that on to other people. And so, um, so there's, you know, so I did my research and then now I'm, I'm sleeping, sleeping with the enemy. So yeah. no, not the enemy, yeah. but you know what I mean? I, it's been an interesting process. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you I've hit on something there. On real estate. You, you hit on something there that, that I, I, I'm going to, I want to point out and, and, and it builds off of, you know, as we were talking about, you know, the, the ability for the, the folks who are masters of the 30 second spot or the 15 second spot to, to convey a message with emotion. 
in a way that you can't not get it. Right. And, and uh, in the age of like, you know, Instagram or TikTok or any of this stuff, I think that we've, we make an assumption and, and I'm going to say that you and I probably make it because we've got some sort of training around content creation. And I'll use myself as an example. I have like the worst eye, right? I don't have a good eye. I know people with a good eye and, and naturally a good eye, but I know it, but I, I know the tricks, right? So I can compose a picture because I just follow the tricks, right? But it's not that I'm like a great photographer, but if you go on like one of these platforms, you can tell who doesn't know any tricks, right? And, you know, and uh, no, it's almost kind of shocking because things that I just thought were so easy. One of the first things I did, a friend of mine who's a um, big UX UI designer was like, go out. I told my idea years ago and he was like, go out and just be with agents and like talk them through and watch what they shoot and tell them they're going to shoot something with their phone. And then then cut it together and show them like what they could have made with their phone type of thing. And yeah, it was kind of somewhat shocking. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Or all you have to do is just move around a little bit. Or, you know, what about a close-up shot? Or don't you, do we really need to see the third bathroom? You know, things that seem super obvious to me. And, um, and so I, um, why was I bringing that up? Why was I bringing? We were talking about the training, the, 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 the techniques. Yeah, that so I feel like if we could build that a little bit into the app, help people help themselves a little bit, um, little reminders, little guidance, people are really responding to that because I do think there are, you know, some some basic tricks to the trade that would really help people up their game tremendously. Yeah. For starters, don't do long, long talks in front of the camera instead of showing the house. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah. one of the first. Or another really weird thing, have you noticed that some realtors, I hope I'm not putting a nail in my coffin, but I know that there's, there's this people, some people they do in their videos, they have like the taps on like the shower or the, mm-hmm. or the taps in the kitchen. I don't know. Is that to show that they really work? It has you know, running water. It's <laughs> like a really fancy house. But to me, I'm like, it looks like ghosts when there's yeah. no people. I'm like, I come from LA. I'm like, we have to turn that water. Let's save that water. Why is it running? <laughs> so, you know, things like that, or maybe people have just done it that way always. And they haven't really thought about it. Or, um, again, I think that people don't need to see, um, a five minute video to know if they're interested and the goal is to get them in the house. So it's like yeah. giving people permission. No, no, you can just do something that's 30, 40 seconds. You know, the, if the goal here is just to get them to call you and learn more about the house and, and set up an appointment, you don't, in fact, less is more. So yeah. again, those things that come because I've done it so much, um, you know, that, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, I, I, one of my, um, hobbies is to pretend I'm going to buy cars and, uh, I, I don't buy any, <laughs> but, but I like to go on the websites and see what's available. And, you know, if you go on like Craigslist, you'll find like, it's like a half picture of like a wheel and then like it's in the dark. It's like the worst yeah. photos. Like you wouldn't know. If, That's and, amazing. And you look yeah. at these sites like bring a trailer or whatever, and you have to take basically like 200 pictures of the car before you can even <laughs> like get the, the car on the, you know, on the auction block. Wow. And it's like they, they are providing you the kit. Like yeah. basically you need to, you need to have all this information. Like we don't want the person to have to ask you any questions. Yeah. Right. Because no, that's, you know, okay. they, they don't want, they, they don't want any, there's no back and forth. It's like, you're going to bid on it or not. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's exactly, I don't, I can't remember if I told you this before, but in our other interview or other conversation, but you know, that whole idea for views came from when I was shooting um, a brand film for Christie's international Realty, real mm-hmm. estate. And we were traveling around the world and we did London and Monaco. It was a really fun job. It was definitely one of those where I'm like, I like what yeah. I do as a producer director. And, um, so we were looking for a place in Hong Kong and, um, and, and maybe Shanghai as well. So I was looking online and I could not believe these $65 million gorgeous apartments. And I am not even kidding. If I tell you there would be like a shot of the toilet, uh, they're completely unstaged, which is that's so that, that was okay. But the photos were so bad. It was like literally not one effort. And that's when I learned about that. They don't have exclusive listing agreements. So no one wants to spend any money. So I was like, okay, yeah, you don't want to spend money, but man, if you had an app and you could just 
rise above the the very low bar that's set. And I was that, but it was literally trying to find a, a location in Hong Kong. I was like, wow, this is, you guys need help. Um, and, and that's when the CEO of, of, um, Christy sat me down and was like, okay, I love what you do with the video. And I need you to help me figure out how we're going to bring video to all of our, our, our agents in like, you know, 40 countries and 300 cities or whatever, like some crazy yeah. amount of agents and around the world. And we wanted to have a, a price point of like under a thousand dollars. And da, da, da. and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to supervise all of that production. Like, I don't even right. know how that, that could even be done. It sounded so mind boggling. And that's when I was like, what you need is an app. And that's yeah. where that the whole idea came from was there has to be an easier way. Like I get, you don't want to spend thousands of dollars and, and, and hire what I was, what I'm doing my other job, like, mm -hmm. which I'm happy to do, by the way, if anybody's listening, you can pay me thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do it. I'll take it. Yes. But I also see like, um, you know, there's, you know, there's, especially with stuff that's flying off the market in this crazy day and age, just, just end with the, the tools that thank you, Apple have done for us. And, and as my dad will constantly say, Samsung, he's yeah. convinced that Samsung is a much, much better product, but I'm an Apple person, but it's amazing what these, the power that we have in our pocket, it's truly amazing. Yeah. And um, to I mean, take what, decent. Yeah. You, I mean, you're, you're kind of describing the activation of a network. And so to be able to say, Hey, yeah, if you want to scale this out, the, you know, you know, Christie's, if you want to scale this out, you've already, you've got endpoints everywhere. Every one of your people has a mobile phone. Yeah. Let's, we just need to figure out how to turn them on and, mm -hmm. and, and get the data that we need from them. In this case, it's video data. Yeah. And get them over the, that's some fear and trepidation. The average age of a realtor in America is 56. And there's some very different from, you know, a digital native coming along. That's like, you know, posting 15 times a day. I mean, most yeah. people that are like close to 50 are like, oh, no, they're posting way too much. If you suggest posting more than once a week, you know, mm -hmm. so there's gotta be some middle ground. There's, you know, so we recognize that we're kind of hitting the market. There's a lot of millennials and stuff that are super familiar and super, you know, you know, wanting to push the envelope. And then we're coming against these old brands that are still as recently as just a couple years ago, we're saying, don't try to do your own photos. Don't try to do your own video. You'll look like an amateur. And also the brands not wanting to have people just picking and choosing whatever font they want, you know, yeah. in terms of keeping brand consistency. So, um, so I think the, yeah, it's surprising how we're, you know, I feel like just even like 10 years ago, most people would not describe themselves as photographers. I think everybody like liked photography, but they were like, oh, I don't have an eye, you know? And then I think that's changing. People are realizing that you can, you can practice, you can get better and you can look at what other people are doing and emulate them. And, um, yeah, I think as a whole, people appreciate photography better today than they did five years ago and better than they did 10 years ago. And they're taking more pictures than ever before as well. So yeah, I feel like, uh, the industry has, and also the camera's gotten better. There's built in stabilization. There's built in HDR that's gotten really yeah. good. Um, and they have the wide angle lens and there's so many things now that, um, the, the technology is finally kind of caught up, um, to where I think I'm hoping that uh, we will be successful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I can. Uh, I always think about the idea of having taste, and mm. you know, this this misconception that that it's just natural, right? That, you know, but you know, you learn taste. Like the first time I drank, you know, let's say a glass of wine, it, mm -hmm. it, it didn't knock my socks off. I wasn't like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Actually, as a child, I was probably like, this is gross. And and someone taught you you know, and, and you acquired the taste. And I don't think that, that any of these, you know, digital skills are different. You have to, you know, you have to, you can either be taught by another person or you can be taught by a machine. And in this case, an app that could teach you like, Hey, here's how to construct the story of the home in a way that no one's going to be embarrassed and it's going to be quick. And you're going to get, you're going to get to the consumer what they need, you know, effectively and efficiently. Yeah. And we're betting on the fact that most agents 
are good salespeople and they'll mm-hmm. understand they under, they have a good, it's just about harnessing the instincts like, um, and then saying, Hey, let's try to do that. Let's, we don't have to do all that in one video, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a few just guidance and a few ideas and inspiration and that, that we can harness, um, you know, they have a built-in, you know, need to constantly be creating new content, like either for their buyers or the clients that they're previewing for or listing content or to just, you know, promote themselves. And they, um, I forgot again. Wow. Am I getting old? Like I'm losing my train of thought. No, no but I, more, but I thought more. of something that I, okay, wanted, I wanted to throw out there. Which <laughs> you was, can just cut out all those places where I lose my train of thought. <laughs> no, no. It, it, it only lasts like two seconds. I mean, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It, I, I, I was thinking about um, your company and, you know, it, and we talked a little bit about this, but there are a couple different clear, you know, customers in your world. There's the, the, the realtor themselves, the independent, but there's also the big real estate companies. And, and I started to envision, like, as you were just talking, I was actually started to fantasize because I got excited, like how fun it would be to go in, like the views task force that goes into like Compass or goes into one of these big operations and basically implements a system for all the, all the agents and that is a massive endeavor, yeah. right? I mean, and, well, and, and you so- don't even have to implement from scratch because a lot of times they already have systems down, but like Compass, they have a, they call it video, but they have a little thing that's just doing slideshows, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, well, it's not really video. You could do more with that. Um, or, or the traditional agencies have things where you, they're used to kind of going in and you can kind of drop, drag and drop text and, and, and images for like, um, sheets and marketing materials. But again, for some reason there's been a very, there's been a resistance to, to video, I think until very, very recently. Yeah. And again, it might just be what we talked about. There's a fear that it's going to look crappy. Yeah. You know, and it's going to do the, it's going to have the opposite effect, you know, like, Oh, you know, people aren't going to want to buy the house because it looks so bad. Yeah. And by the way, there are, there's some really bad real estate marketing out there. I know there's some, there's some Instagram accounts that are like, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but there's really bad real estate marketing, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, people have either tried too hard or they've mm-hmm. taken a creative risk and written a song or whatever. Like, you know, they, they do this stuff and it just, so I know people have been trying things. Some people have been trying. And, and so I think, you know, it's also saying that's great. And here's why we think this will work or let's, let's just, just yeah. walk me through. I, I talked to my, my, um, I use my own family as, as examples too. Like my, my dad is semi-retired realtor, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, oh I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So he, and he is like, I don't need, why do I need this? You know, I've got, you know, but by the way, this is Winston. If you're listening to it, you know, I love you, but he was, he still just is resistant to like DocuSign. He's like, I just like to see people face to face. You know, he's definitely old school. <laughs> so I keep him in my back of my head. I'm like, is this going to be easy enough for him? And I've literally gone and, and just used his phone and let him shoot things and heard from him. Um, but my sister joy, what I was saying is that she's, she actually has worked for, um, oh gosh, this is where I'm going to show my ignorance about the business. She's worked for, she has a real estate license, but she doesn't really sell, but she's, she kind of does it for her and her husband. Anyway, um, she was saying, Oh, Leanna, it's gotta be, it's just, I'd shown her an early prototype and MVP and she was like, Oh, it just looked like too much work. And then I laid it down for him. Like, well, we're going to, this time we have, we ask a question and then you've got three options and then yeah. we lead you down. And she was like, Oh, that sounds great. So it's that right amount of like, there needs to be enough choices so that everybody's videos look exactly the same, but it's, if it, if it takes any extra effort, people, I think are just like, they're at they're like people like, me with having two kids at home, whatever. My brain is like full. I can't learn a whole nother thing, but if it feels like a conversation, 
that's totally different. Or if it feels like it's going to, you know, be a real tool for me and help me do something that I can't currently do. Um, Anyway, sorry, I find myself just slipping into like sales mode. Like I'm trying to sell you on this, Rob. I'm I'm bought in. You don't need to sell (laughs) me, but but it's good practice. I I was thinking about like, um, you know, I I think we talked a little bit about a company called Tastemade, and and what I really loved about their application was they they took the basics of it was like filmmaking 101. Mm -hmm. It was like start off with an establishing shot, you know, and it was like, and you showed the restaurant. And then walk in and shoot the video of the walk-in. Now show us the place where you order the food. And it was like, it was it was all templates, right? Yeah. But it told the story of the experience of going to the restaurant. And and I think that they nailed um, the, the simplification for a wannabe food critic. You know, because all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, I, you could make a, it didn't really matter how much skill you have, just follow the directions and you're a food critic. You know? Yeah, it's fun. It was like kind of, um, I, I was, I remember being in New York and I have a friend who had a wine store and I waltzed in there and I'm like, let's just make one. And yeah. it was so fun to just play with. And, yeah. um, yeah, definitely like that's a, that just, that made, it made the process fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that, 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 that's where I was trying to get to. And, and you said it better than I did, but you know, this idea of, the technology doesn't have to be painful. It can be enjoyable. And it just, you know, I mean, think about it. Like I'm going to make the assumption that the really great agents find some enjoyment in the work they do. Mm-hmm. And you're just giving them another way to enjoy it, which, and, and you know, the satisfaction as well as I do is when you make something that's good, you feel pretty good. Right. And it's like, wow, I made that. And, uh, and, and now all of a sudden you're empowering that feeling as well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and think of the confidence level of that agent who's now able to basically, you know, kind of, you know, claim that skill to some extent themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think about, you know, twofold, I'm about to learn about, you know, online ad buys and making ads and stuff like that. I definitely, that's new ground for me and I'm excited to dive in and with our field test friends and learn about that and learn about targeting and retargeting and whatnot. But I think most of us kind of feel that now with social media, when we put out something that's good and people respond to it, definitely, you know, we get that little dopamine hit. And, um, I think for realtors, um, we were testing things with rat. I'll just take example. We took three pictures of same exact property and we just did three individual stills and then we did them as video. So like they're linked together and you just pushed a button to music, 300% more people like engage with that proper, that, that just that simple, simple, like anecdotal, nothing else. No, no video clips, just stills at put to music. And, um, one thing that we have been doing with Renat and with some of our other test agents is we've been looking for, um, profile clicks we want, cause we feel like it doesn't matter if people like it. We also need people to convert. We need them to go and click who is this person and, mm-hmm. and, um, where, how do I reach that person? And so, you know, that's, um, that's kind of what we're, we're hoping to do too. So it's like, yeah, we want to make cool looking stuff, but ultimately we have to serve the, the purpose, which is, you know, um, helping people sell properties faster, easier, yeah. in a more fun, in a fun, more funner. Look at me. I'm, yeah, but you, you described, funner. I did you, say you, that. You, just, you kind of hit on two things there, right? Right. With, you know, real estate porn is at an all time high. Right? Yep. And I think we talked about that SNL sketch, which was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> But I can tell you, like, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I have an appreciation for like mid-century design and a lot of the, I'm going to say a good 25% of the Instagram accounts I follow mm-hmm. are basically real, are realtors mm-hmm. who just share pictures of cool houses and, and the things that they get exposed to places I wouldn't be able to go. Yep. And, and they have done a great job of creating their themselves as influencers using the access that they have. Yeah. I've had to train Renette cause she'll come home and she'll tell me about what she saw. And I'm like, pretend that you were going to email me something and just, instead of emailing it to me, post it, just, you know, do an Insta story about it because it's true. And she ended up 
posting a couple of random, she sold a house recently in Hancock Park, a really old house that hadn't been for sale in a long, long time. So it had this really retro wallpaper and, and it was, I, I had a success. I got her to post just some of these old school wallpapers and, um, some friends, friends of ours that have a company called the great, uh, I don't know if Merritt Elliott and, and Emily current, they saw it and they contacted Renette and the new owners of the house that she helped their owners buy. their first thing they did before they started remodeling was they did a, a fashion shoot for their brand, oh, nice. <laughs> the wallpaper. So, you know, it's so funny because it just, you never know, you never know. And it was like, it wasn't, it was retro and kind of like, it wasn't, um, you know, the house was, is largely going to be, you know, it's a huge renovation project. Yeah, and so, you know, you might think, oh, there's nothing I can put up about that. But I'm like, you know, it, people want to see, you know, want to see what's out there and yeah, when are you going to see a house? And then it'll be fun. I, um, you know, for Renette, hopefully someday to do the before and the afters. And, yeah. um, so there's so many stories. Another thing I've realized is every single house that we have been involved with making content for, for an agent or you know, doing with our testing or whatnot, it has a story, whether it's, um, you know, uh, like Pete, <laughs> Pete's house. I don't know if I'm we're using real names on here, but he and his wife got married at their house. And then this house that they ended up being a rental for them. And then they sold it. And the new buyers loved that story. Yeah. They loved that. And they were planning to get married and get married in the backyard. So you just, I mean, every story I've, I've yet to find, see a house that doesn't have some kind of story. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I I like when people name their homes. I think that's always cool. Like, and then you're like, wait, what? And you hear them call by name. I just call it Amesbury, but you know, just because it's the street I live on, I'm not very oh. creative about it. But um, you know, I, I always thought that was really cool. I, I, I wish I, I I wish I had come up with a better name. I've been here for a while, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't know. This this all seems to me like a little bit of a no brainer. I I mean, I don't know what you're you know, what your strategy has been like in terms of getting the company off the ground. And, but I can't imagine anybody mention that because I'm really, this, this is masquerading as a podcast, but I'm really looking for investors. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, if, if you want to invest, um, no, but I, I mean, this is, this is the, you know, one of the, the hot things right now for investors is property technology. And, yeah. and again, the disruption is clear. It's happening already. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's anyone's game. It um, really is. It's, it's not about, you know, being the first one out there because people go, well, aren't there other apps that help you make video? And I'm like, yes, there are. That's definitely. And we're learning from them, <laughs> but you know, realtors have unique needs, special needs. They, they, they need, um, you need, you know, to be able to put text on screen easily. They need to be able to brand. There's certain things that they need done easily for them. And, and it's almost overwhelming. Some of these companies, um, I guess I shouldn't say their names, but these kind of companies that they go like, we have all thousands and thousands of, um, you know, stock video clips and thousands and thousands. You go and I and I do this for a living, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to do one. And I go there, and I get overwhelmed, and yeah. I get distracted, and I'm yeah. like, you know, it's it's not that the agents need to help, like knowing how to use the app or whatever. They need help knowing here's what you can do with it. And here's what it might look like. And then you just have to fill in these blanks. Like they need a, they need another step in the journey. And, um, I realized if I wasn't using these other companies, cause it was too overwhelming, then how much more so that would that be to somebody who doesn't think of themselves as a, as a filmmaker? Yeah. So I knew, you know, it's finding that balance of like easy enough, but yet they, they don't need, if, if the end product looks cookie cutter, then what's the point of that? Um, and, you know, trying to add your creativity, your personality, but also the real hero of the story is the property. And so we don't want to distract from, from the, from that. Um, but it's just helping people, like you said, like find the stories and tell them, you know, yeah. and, and try to make it as, um, it's not we're demystifying. It's, it's making it, um, accessible. Yeah. As accessible as possible and, mm -hmm. and easy, fun, yeah. You know, I mean, I love, I love what you just said that don't forget that the hero of the story is the house. <laughs> when I very first tested this out, I was like nervous. I'm like, Oh, and I, cause I went and did, cause I like to do this for fun. So I was already into all the camera apps online and everything. And so I did some samples and I did the super simple version. And then I did 
some versions and I had the same exact clips of the house, same, whatever, but I showed them to a bunch of agents and one of them had like animations in the background, which I thought looked super pro. And I would thought looked really neat. And they are, they do, you know, you and I would agree. It looks nice, but all the agents picked the, the, the actually the simpler style. Hmm. because they didn't want all that distraction from the house. So it is, it's not about having the most amount of whistles and bells and having the crazy thing that no one else has. It's really not about that. It's really about helping realtors, um, help reminding them, notifying, you know, sending out, you know, reminders, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Or we made this one for you. This, you know, based on what you did last time, you might be time for this. And those, those, Things are what we think are those little things that are going to, that people really, realtors really need, at least from our research. And by the way, in June, all will be revealed. And mm. so that's la- lots of launches in we're June. Launching in June. So all of this will wow. get uh, tested by fire. That was my next question. When's, when's, when's the launch? Yeah, oh, we're launching so- in June. And so it's going to be exciting and fun. And there's a lot of stuff we've tested. There's a lot of things I'm really sure of in my gut that I know what agents want and need. But you know, until they, you know, what are those little things that they, that might be missing that they, we think they need, they don't, or they, we don't realize, or we get feedback and we'll see. And Pete keeps saying, we're going to see, we're going to see real quick, real fast (laughs) what people want and what they don't. And so it's sort of like, oh gosh, the proof will be in the pudding. Like we'll see who's using what. And, and so from there, it's anybody's business. We will follow, um, what our users want, building a product that is really fun and cool. No one wants to use is um, in nobody's interest to spend time and money on. So we will, um, we've done a lot of, lot of feels like it's something I've been working on for years, literally, but I'm excited to get it out there and, and then probably continue to rework it. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so hard. Like when you're, when you're getting closer to launch and you have so much you really want to get it out there but then there's part of you it's like i don't know if it's ready is it ready is it ready is it ready and you kind of have to like just get over it and be like no we got to put it out because we're just going to iterate on it anyway yeah p keeps telling me he's like don't worry everybody hates their the first version of that because as a visionary person you know i see all the things that all those cool things that are that it could be and it could do and it could do this and it could do that but obviously in the first iteration we're not going to have you know robust we're going to have a limited um, number of, um, templates and a limited number of options, but we hope to grow those, but based on data and based on what we, what we're hearing from people and what, what we see them doing and how they're using the app. And maybe we'll end up, you know, going in a totally different direction with rentals or with something else. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people uh, remember, but most don't that when the iPhone launched, it didn't have like copy and cut and paste. Like, that and, you think, is- and you think, wow, like how, how did they do it without that? And it was like, no, it didn't have that. You know? That is a good thing to remember, a yeah. really good thing to remember. But it's interesting because things have changed um, over the three years or so I've been developing this project. A lot has changed, obviously, <laughs> and the phones have gotten much better. And, you know, there's been 16 different social media platforms that have uh, appeared and come and gone. But the same basic things haven't changed. You know, agents still have to balance their personal brand underneath a broker brand and they have to balance that, you know, and they still need to showcase to their clients that they're working hard and showcase and show their value and do that in a, you know, in an effective way. And so some of these things, so I'm trying to just stick to the basics, you know, of, of those kind of basic needs and serve those. And, um, and all the details will follow. Do you hear my dog upstairs? No, I don't. Okay, good. But I was worried that mine was going to bark, oh. <laughs> but, but she's been good. Okay. Um, this has been this has been awesome. I Did really, I say anything about DTC? Uh, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll say it now. But uh, we did. We, you know, the whole conversation I think was about you know the, the relate. You know, I I I always think of it as kind of this waterfall. You know, where you've got all of these different brands along the way, and each one wants themselves pre- presented properly, you know? And so what you just described, you've got, you know, you've got, if, if everyone just remembered that bit about the house and we're all kind of building off of that. So the brokerage, the, you know, the, the buyer, the, the, the agent, like I know everybody's brand is important and, but you know, we can all lean into like, it's going to be the way that we present the house that wins. Like who can present the house the best way? 
Yeah. Um, but or even what, the fastest, like one of our, one of the clients I was working with, um, a, an agent, she, um, she used to, when they used to do caravans on Tuesdays in LA, um, she, uh, I remember saying, talking to her and she was like, oh my gosh, she had to go on this whole, she saw something for a client in New York, but by the time she was done, she had to go home and she wanted to try to piece it together and use one of these apps and try to cut it together. And by the time she got to her client, it was, you know, they'd already gone to bed and they didn't get it till the next day. And so the idea of being able to walk in a place and in a few minutes, like before you even drive to the next place, you sent off a nice package. So yeah, it's about the house and it's also timing. If you have to wait a week or two, you know, time is money. And so if you could do something faster, better and faster, I mean, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point that, you know, people, are, people are going to buy what they can find. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. it's got to get there faster before the other guy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so for any, you know, people listening, they want to, they want to find out more. Where do they go? What do they do? How do they? they good question. They would go to viewsapp.com and, right. um, and hopefully come June, there's going to be a button on there where you can download the app for now. You can sign on and become, get on our list and we'll let you know when, when it's coming and let you know details and keep you informed of what's coming up. Um, for us, but happy to talk to anybody. If anybody, if this sparked any ideas or, um, one way or the other, or if people are w willing to test out, um, our app or give us feedback, we are always looking for, for feedback. We really want to, um, listen, I'm not a realtor. So I, you know, we really want to, um, we spend a lot of time listening. And so we really want to hear what, what people need and what their pain points are. That's awesome. Leanna, thank you so much. It was really cool to talk to you about this stuff. And, you know, I, I really feel like your passion comes across and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool when you see people that are leveraging all the lessons and skills that they've developed along the way and focus them on a particular problem. And, and I think that's what, what you're definitely doing in this. So maybe I'll come back on in, um, in the summer and I'll be like, oh my gosh, everything I thought was wrong, <laughs> but thank God for DTC because I got my word out there and people yeah. found us. And I am really excited to learn more about like the specifics of all of that marketing and yeah. looking forward to learning about it. Well, so I think, I think, you know, you're, I want to, I don't want to say the hard part is over because clearly just beginning, <laughs> but I think the hardest part is like having the drive. And, and, and you guys have it. So I'm excited to see. To, to, I'm excited for June. <laughs> Good. Guys, um, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I want to thank Nana Creel, um, our guest this episode. And again, if you want to check out Views, it's at viewsapp.com. Um, this podcast is called DTC Growth Hacking, Selling Stuff Online. It's presented by Field Test. And if this is the sort of conversation that gets you excited and you join this podcast, please be sure to go ahead and subscribe. We've got a lot more episodes coming up with all kinds of guests, and we cover as many aspects of direct-to-consumer building um, relationships as we can. Have a great day, and please stay safe. This was a Field Test Podcast.